Hey, you heard about the good news? We're back again. It's Five Mics. Five Mics, husband, father, educator, writer, MC. The microphone gives me wings. This is the idea of manhood, episode 23. Uh, this is the Jordan episode 23. Come back like MJ. Okay, so listen. Um, thank you for tuning in. Whether you're listening on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or on the website, theideamanhood.com, please, I know I've been saying it, go ahead and um, and rate this, put stars on it. If you hate it, put one. If you love it, put five on iTunes. That's how we get more. Uh, that's how I get more uh, 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 eyes on the podcast. We're trying to do some big things. I'm trying to make some big connections, and I need your help. So spread the word. Um, shout out to everybody that's listening. We're going to go right in. This is the episode. Uh, this episode is called, man, F those kids. F these kids. And you got to say it like that. You got to say like, man, F these kids, right? Like that. All right. I'm just, I've been wanting to do this episode since the first week. And this might be the reason, the, the concept today might be the reason why I started a podcast or, or thought about it because I had so many of these thoughts of like, man, F these kids. You got to suck your teeth at the beginning too. You got to like, man, F these kids. Um, but we'll talk about that a little bit later. We're going to go right into the I'm tired section. And this might be a little, um, this might be a little technical. I don't know. I, I want to talk about education. Um, and I want to talk about it in a way, uh, talk about a topic that's, that's kind of close to my heart. You know, I'm an educator. I work in the state education system in DC, um, Washington, DC. And, um, I want to talk about private versus public schools, and some things that I'm tired of, some things that I'm tired of hearing. Um, you know, I have nothing, there's nothing wrong with private schools. There's nothing wrong with public schools, just off the top. Uh, on merit, you know, some kids need private schools, some kids need public schools, some kids thrive in public schools, some kids thrive in private, some kids flounder in public and private. We know that, you know, each situation and each family has to make a decision based on a whole bunch of different um, variables, right? And that's the piece. That's the piece that, that, um, that burns me up is that People are making decisions about their children's education without being educated on the options. And they're listening to family, to friends, to people that don't live in their communities, to people that don't live, uh, have never, whose, whose children have never attended X, Y, and Z school. What are you talking about, Mike? Well, let me tell you. So I live in Prince George's County, and I might have talked about this before. I can't remember, but I want to go on a little bit more in depth with this one. Um, I live in Prince George County, Maryland, and, uh, you know, this is probably one of the richest, uh, most, uh, what's the word? What's the, the more politically correct word than rich affluent, uh, counties in the state of Maryland and on the East coast. Um, and there are some great schools in Prince George's County. There's some great schools in a lot of suburbs around a lot of major areas that people overlook a lot of times because of reputation. Now, if you go online, if you look at park scores, I'm not going to go into depth of what that is. Google it. 
if you look at par scores, if you look at school assessments, if you look at all these different lists and everything, um, you know, you're going to get a different, you're going you're to get a lot of feedback. You're going to, you're going to see a lot of different scores and numbers that, uh, the big wigs put on schools to say, this is a good school or this is a bad school. They have entire sites, uh, websites that are, that are, uh, designated for, uh, school ratings, uh, greatschools.com, myschoolrating.com, all these things. And people go on these sites and make decisions about what school they want their kids to attend. Now, the thing about Prince George's County in particular is that it is also one of the most highly taxed counties in the state of Maryland, if not the highest county, uh, highest tax county, uh, which means that just off GP, a lot of our tax dollars in this county are going towards education. Um, and there are a lot of people who, without thinking, without even uh, looking at the school, without even visiting, just based on what their friends say or what their neighbors say or what one other person say says, won't send their kids to public school because of the reputation, uh, because of silly things like... Um, free free lunch numbers free lunch percentage or looking at the demographic of the school oh too many african americans too many latinos i can't send my kid there my kid can't go there and learn uh those are the kind of things that really burn me up because um you know and a lot of times it's people of color it's people that are uh that are not white that look at these schools and look at these numbers and like oh it's too many people of other people of color in this school it's too many poor kids in this school or what they assess to be poor kids and then they make the decision to send their kids to private school and then the private school may or may not have the services and the ability to support their children of color and you're putting your kid in a situation where they're going to have to be one of many uh or, or you know they're going to have to be you know a minority in some form or fashion uh, and yeah, those things might be learning opportunities. Those those things might, um, you know, give your child some lessons that they, that he or she may need. But ultimately, you're doing a disservice to your child, to your neighborhood school, to your tax dollars, to your community if you do not consider your neighborhood public school or the public school options in your neighborhood at least sometime in your K through 12 in your children's K through 12 experience. Now, if you go through and you're, you don't even go, you're like, oh, I'm sending my kid to private school, and then you make a decision later on down the line. Okay, cool, you made a decision. But I'm just tired of that. I'm tired of people making blanket statements about uh, system and systems that they do not understand, about schools that they never visited, about people that they never met and teachers that they never met. So that's what I'm tired of. I'm tired of the fact that people are like, oh, PG, oh, oh no, bad schools, bad schools. When, you know, I worked at the University of Maryland and some of the top performers at the University of Maryland, a research one university in the state, the top school in the state, are coming straight from Prince George's County Public Schools. Uh, so that's I'm off my high horse with that. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Look at your public school option. I feel like it's your duty. I feel like you pay taxes, you vote, you know, you do all these different things within your community that's, uh, that's responsible. And I feel like as a responsible resident of whatever community you're in you just your children and you and your neighbors and your community deserve that you at least 
walk in to the elementary school, middle school, high school in your community and see like, hey, can I see my son or daughter here? Can my son or daughter be successful in this environment? Um, Because guess what? Your tax dollars are paying for it. You know what I'm saying? Like, regardless, your tax dollars are paying for. I feel like it's your right and you should go and look. Anyhow, off my high horse. Thank you for tuning in. Episode 23. The title of this episode is, man, F these kids. Um, And I'm going to come back. Actually, you know what? While we're talking about um, education, uh, I want to school y'all to some things. You like that little transition? Education, school. uh, I'm going to come back real quick. Uh, so we can change the topic. We're going to go into hip-hop this week. It's a lot going on. Um, a lot of things just happened out of the blue, clear blue sky. And uh, I want to make sure y'all are aware of it. Aware of it. And I'll be right back after these messages. Remember that? Hold up. <laughs> All right. I'm back. I'm crazy. Um, yo, hip-hop minute, man. It's been a week in hip-hop, and I feel like the next coming weeks are about to be crazy. It's a lot going on. Follow me real quick. Last week, out of the clear blue sky, um, Kendrick Lamar re- released um, a barrage of untitled, unmastered songs that he recorded during the time where he recorded to Pimp a Butterfly and um, Good Kid Mad City. That uh, He just dropped it. It was a couple buzzes going around and something was happening in the TDE camp. Um, but he dropped it. And as I'm listen- as I'm recording this right now, I haven't listened to it. But the reason why I'm telling you is that I know it's going to be dope. Um, and I've seen a couple people talking about it. And um, from what people are saying, it-, it looks to be a great album. In the same breath, uh, 2 Chainz, Lil Wayne. Who knew this was happening? This kind of came out of the clear blue sky last week. Uh, released a-, a-, a joint album. It's, it's more so like um, 2 Chains featuring Lil Wayne. Uh, Lil Wayne is on maybe seven or eight songs on the album. I've listened to it halfway through. Uh, some of you might be asking, so, you, so Mike, you're supposed to be this hip-hop guy and you listen to 2, Jane, Two Chains' Lil Wayne before you listen to Kendrick? Yes, I did. Let me tell you why. Because as you know, Kendrick Lamar is a little bit more, like you got to sit down and digest that. You got to sit down, you know, by yourself in the car or something and listen. And I haven't had time to do that. Two chains, Lil Wayne, I could throw that on while I'm cleaning up. I could throw that on while I'm at the gym. I could throw that on while I'm doing some push-ups. But uh, with with Kendrick, King Kendrick, you got to, you know, you got to sit with that. Um, so that was a, those two big moments th- this past week. But also, sounds like Fat Joe and Remy Ma are about to release a studio album together. For those that don't know, everybody I know doesn't follow hip hop uh, like I do. Fat Joe is at one time regarded as one of the great MCs out of New York. Um, Remy Ma as well, a female MC out of New York that... Um, that uh, went to jail and uh, spent six or seven years in jail, just came out maybe a few months ago, is now on Love and Hip Hop, was said to be one of the hardest MCs, uh, female MCs, MCs period, before she went to jail. She went to jail, Nicki Minaj got hot, and then the whole game switched. But they were tight back in the day with Big Pun, and they had a crew, Terror Squad, Lean Back, all of that, um, Annie Up. 
uh, now they, they're coming together to do a joint album. They released a song uh, this past week called All The Way Up, and it's fire. So, you know, they've been on podcasts, they've been on interviews all this week, um, and hopefully we'll be getting an album soon. Um, but based on the energy that I've feeling from them when they're in their interviews i feel like it's going to be a great album so those are three things that i want y'all to pay attention to in hip-hop this week um so yeah and then we'll be right back for the main event uh the topic is don't forget man f these kids and remember when you say the title you gotta suck your teeth at the beginning you gotta extend the a in man and f these kids so it's like Man, F these kids. All right, I'll be right back. Hold tight. And I'm back. All right, so, man, F these kids. So, let me tell you a little history. So, um, seriously, the impetus behind the podcast, like, why I really started wanting to do this podcast is that I felt like, as a guy, as a man, uh, who's a husband, father, educator, writer, MC, that there weren't really a lot of outlets you know, there weren't really a lot of outlets out there that were reflective of the things that were happening in my life, the challenges, the successes, um, you know, professional, you know, the the industry, pop culture. Like there weren't a lot of things that were reflecting where a guy like me could be validated in these areas. And so. You know, I would talk to a lot of my friends that are, you know, in similar situations as me, whether they're fathers, husbands or whatever, professionals that 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 have children. And we would all get together and kind of talk about, yo, Matt, like your kid doing this, man, your kid, man, what? Yo, these kids are crazy. And um, and, you know, I just really I just started like, yo, these kids, man, yo, these kids are absolutely here, I, 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 I'm, I always have a hard time telling this because people think that I'm being funny or that I'm being mean or that I'm like, oh, you're not thankful for your kids. I am. So before I get before I go in to the episode, please know that I love my children. You know, I think they are amazing gifts from God. And as a matter of fact, I think that to be very honest, I think that, you know, I feel like God chooses parents or whatever higher power you believe in. I believe in God. I believe that God chooses parents to take care of his children. So I feel like literally our kids are gifts and are on loan from God. God's like, okay, these two right here, they can take care of them. You go handle them. And, you know, they, he, 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 he magically makes a mix of children that we can handle and that, or, or, are going to make us stronger from handling them. See what I'm saying? Um, so I really believe like our kids are a gift from God and I'm thankful and I'm blessed to have the opportunity to have children. There are a lot of people out here that want children that don't have them. So before you all blast me, please know that I love my kids. But man, F these kids, man. Let me tell you. Look, 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 look. From day one, I'm convinced from day, from the moment you find out that your wife, your girlfriend, whoever is having a baby, that couple, that union, that relationship, that connection is pretty much set up to fail. From that point on, 
everything that happens in the life of that couple, whether they are married or not, whether they're together or not, whether they are divorced, whether they're not even friends, is set up to make those people fail. And only the strong survive, right? When these kids come into your life, man, it's like everything, everything is changed, right? That, and that's, that's kind of cliche, right? You've heard that before, whether you have kids or not. You've heard that, oh, man, it's changing. Everything changed, man. It's crazy. That's what people say. And, and, and those are the things that before we had kids, I couldn't really understand what people were saying. You know, they were like, man, get ready. That's what they always say. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? I'd be like, oh, yeah, you know, we, you know, y'all don't have kids? Oh, how long y'all been married? You know, you're married three, four years. Get ready. And they would do the Birdman hand rub. You can hear my hands rubbing. They'd be like, mm, get ready. It's coming. And I'd be like, yo, why is it so ominous? Like, is there a supervillain coming? Like, did, I don't know, did Ivan Drago just come in? Like, why? Like, why? Is it always so like the evil villain when before you have kids, you talk about, you know, we think about having kids. Oh, yeah, we're going to have some kids. People are like, mm. because children are designed. It's in their DNA to help you die. <laughs> like I, people like I, I'm being dramatic, of course, but I really feel like it's a video game. Right. And you have a two person video game. And you know how sometimes you'll be playing a video game and it's a fight, you know, it's a fighting game. And every time you get punched, you see your life go down. Like you might be in the green and every time you get punched, you see your life go down, down. When it gets in the middle, it's like yellow. And then when you're almost dying, it's red and it starts to speed up. The music starts to speed up. Your heart goes up. and Like I feel like children are the things are the are the entities that enter your life to to take life away from you so it's like you give life right the two people in the relationship or what have you you they give life and the children are designed i really i really think this the children are designed to take it away from you and if you don't re-up if you don't get that mushroom if you don't get that feather from Mario, if you don't get the, the fire flower, they will take you out, man. They will take you out and everything around you will crumble. If you don't put on that armor, if you're not ready, if you're just an innocent bystander and you're thinking like, oh, kids are awesome. It's going to be so great. I can put my little son in the same clothes as me and I can put the daughter. I want to do her hair like mine. And I want to put a bow and it's going to be so cute. And I'm going to dress her up and we're going to play dolly and we're going to have so much fun and we're going to go to the park every day. If you go into the situation like that, your life is going to be in the yellow real quick. Like before you can even blink, you'll be sluggish. You know, in the video games, when you start getting beat up, you get sluggish and there might be like little birdies going around your head. That's what kids are designed to do. They're designed to take life away from you individually. And they're designed to deplete the energy levels of the couple. Right? So 
I, I can almost guarantee, I don't know the study, one of my psychology friends or marriage counselors or whatever out there, I can almost guarantee, you know, the divorce rate in the United States is extremely high. It is, they pretty much say half of couples that get married, you know, end up divorced or end up separated. And I could pretty much assume that of those people that get divorced, that 87% of them have children. And I would say that of those 87%, the reason why they're getting the, the kids are 90% of the reason why those 87% of people are getting a divorce. And they will never write that down. They'll write down ir irreconcilable differences. They'll write down, oh, he lost interest in me. Oh, he was in, uh, what's the word? infidelity he was uh cheating on me <laughs> i was trying to be smart nope didn't happen as the kids took my brain power but um you know so the kids are designed to take energy away from that couple whereas like all of your energy all of your uh you know your attention that went to each other are now going to the kids and i remember when my wife and i when danielle and i you know before we had children bc uh, we would go out, you know, we party hard, you know, we were in the streets, we were young, we were, you know, professionally mobile, upperly mobile, you know, we were in DC, we were living the life, we were going on vacations, da 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 da, we would go out to eat, and we would, <laughs> we would always see couples, right? It would be couples, they would look washed, they would look tired, but it was clearly like their date night or something, and they got out the house, you know, shirts look dirty, haircut, ain't had one in a minute, you know, wife looked tired, bags under her eyes, and they would never be talking, like, they would just be sitting there, and this was before everyone was on their phones, they would just be, like, staring off into space, kind of, like, halfway talking to each other, you know, kind of looking off, looking tired, looking sad, and we would be like, yo, what is going on in there, man, like, look at them, and we would be like, telling the stories of their lives, looking at our table like, yo, they look miserable. Like, let's pray that we never get like that. Like, cause that is horrible. Um, but hold on. I have videos in the background cause I just always have like, you know, just having some something to see as I'm recording. And this work video by Rihanna, you can see her nipples in the video. Like, I'm looking at it right now on TV, on BET Jazz. You can slam see her nipples through her shirt. Anyhow. Um, yeah, so... Yeah, so, so you see these couples out and about, and, and, and you can tell that they're tired and uninterested. And now, as I'm 13, 12 years into marriage with a 9-year-old and a 3-year-old, I know why. The kids had drained them of their energy. The kids depleted their energy. So from there, I was like, man, F these kids. I will not. I will. Look, this is my number one role in life, I feel like, right now. I don't know if it's always going to be this way, and it hasn't always been this way. But right now, I'm not letting these kids win. I'm not letting the kids win. And it starts early. It starts early in the after the child is born. You know where it starts? Oh, let's go ahead and let the baby sleep in our room. <clears throat> Wrong. <laughs> Wrong. Don't do it. Oh, he's having a hard time sleeping. You know, just going to put him in the bed so we can get some sleep. No. 
because you're physically putting another spirit, another energy, another entity in between you and your partner. And that is a setup for failure, my dude. I promise you, don't do it. Man, F these kids. Put that baby in the crib. Let them cry it out. He or she will be okay. Promise. Promise. And they'll develop skills for self, uh, self-soothing. You know, it's going to help them get more sleep when they're really, when they really need it, when they're four, five, and six years old, when they're in kindergarten, and they're going to need sleep to have energy. They're not going to be knocking on your door at all times of the night. Mommy, can I sleep with you? No. Dads, this podcast is for you. You got to put your foot down because moms are weak. I'm telling you, moms are weak. Okay. They're going to hear the baby that they gave birth to. Of course, they're going to be weak. They see the baby they gave birth to. They came out of their body that they nurtured and loved only like a mother could for nine months. And they hear that little baby, oh, crying real tears, ear quotes, in the crib. And then the babies turn it up because they know, because they know that their cries are taking energy from your life force. So they're going to turn it up to take more energy away. Help, help, help. And the moms are going to be like, oh, I got to get little Joshua. No. Dads, put your foot down. Say no. (laughs) You tell them no. Joshua is fine. You know what you do, dads? You get up. You go to the room. Give Joshua a hug on the, uh, a little hug. Pick him up. Calm him down. And then put his ass right back in that crib and moonwalk out of the, of, of the room. Okay? There might be a lot of people out there saying, Mike, we only have one bedroom in our house. We don't have, our baby can't have his own room. You know what? Put that bam in the hallway, son. I pro- hey, you think I'm joking. But what is this title called? Man, F these kids. The kids will be okay. If there was an alternate title for this episode, the title would be The Kids Will Be Okay. Listen, oh boy, I got to school people because you don't understand me and people are like, oh my God, Mike, you're so insensitive. Let me tell you something. Kids are with your parents. Kids are with, you know, our parents, their parents for 18 years in the household, right? Our job as parents is to prepare them to be without us. That's our own. That's our job. Yeah, they got to make good grades. Yeah, they got to do their science projects. Yeah, they got to be, you know, play on a sports team. Yeah, they got to do this. They got to sell cookies, Girl Scouts, boy, whatever. Right. They got to do all that stuff, too. But even all of that, the sole purpose of all of that is to prepare them to leave us. Right. I feel like we as a country, as a people, I don't know who, I feel like we, just a loose we, have it flipped. We give all of our energy to our children and don't invest that energy in our relationships. In whatever relationship that created that child or is supporting that child, even if it's a mother and a stepfather or a father and a stepmother, whatever that relationship is that is supporting that child, that's where the energy needs to go. Right. Because if we're thinking of the video game, the two adults working together, that's going to increase your life force. But if it's one on one and one versus the kid, the kid is stronger than you individually, but they cannot take down the couple. So that's why you got to develop 
the couple. The kids will be okay. Dads. This is especially important for fathers because this is where I feel like fathers have to put their foot down. Like for real. Like not even being funny. The fathers have to be the ones to protect the relationship and not let mothers who are normally in control when it comes to things of child nurturing and you know that's how our society wants it to be and it's hard to fight that. Fathers, in this case, look, you got to put a protective force field around your wife, around the both of you together, because the children will eat away at you and kill you. Okay? They will kill you. Here's how they kill you. Before kids you used to work out, you used to go running, you used to be, you know, you used to eat right, you used to have time to do certain things. The kids come, now you're fat, your heart hurts, you got a gut. You know what I'm saying? You're not shaving. You're getting demotions at work because you come in looking like a sloth. You know what I'm saying? Like the kids are there to kill you, right? Individually, they're there to take you out. Dad, you got to protect the relationship. You got to tell mom, look, mom, look, little Johnny is going to be fine. He's going to be fine. Okay. Every time little Johnny cries, doesn't mean that we have to run to his bedside on bended knee like boys to men in 98 you know we don't have to do that 96 sorry so listen dad you got to protect that relationship the kids will be okay when they leave you when they're 18 trust me because i remember i remember being 18 years old and i remember you know i remember being 18 20 25 i wasn't thinking about my parents I wasn't thinking about calling my mom. I wasn't thinking about emailing my mom. I wasn't thinking about seeing my mom. You know what I was thinking about doing? Being 18, being selfish, being whatever, at school, my little girlfriends, you know what I'm saying? You know, alpha, stepping, school, partying, doing what 18 to 30, you know, whatever years do, okay? We are training our kids to leave us. So there are, there are certain lessons, honestly, where I think that kids are missing now because there's a level of independence that they just don't have because parents are doing everything for them. And that might be one issue, but the time and energy that it takes for parents to be so over-involved in their child's life is taking away from nurturing the relationship that the parents have created and that need to be nurtured. You can't just assume that because, oh, I'm so in love with my wife, I'm so in love with my husband, we have this kid that's going to, you know, everybody says, you know, you get your little first Mother's Day card and it says, ever since Johnny was born, I see the light in you and you're such a wonderful mother and that's all that matters. No, it doesn't because Johnny is going to leave you in 18 years. And then we have another 20 years together in this house to try to learn and to love one another again. Speaking of which, I should have started with this story. Um... Another way that this episode was started and why I started thinking about this was uh, a, a friend of mine, actually my realtor, my realtor, I had to call him for something. It was about the snow. I was act, asking something about the house and uh, I sent him an email. Hey, how's it going? Da, 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 da. How's it going? Hey, can you give me answers? One question. So he wrote me an email back. It was like two pages long. 
And in the email, he was like, oh, Mike, thanks for thanks for emailing me. You know, my wife and I, uh, you know, he started telling me about his kids. His kids just graduated from high school, one from high school, one from college. Right. So now they're in the house by themselves, him and his wife. And he's explaining this all out in the email much better than I am now. And a line in this email almost like punched me in the stomach is like something that he said almost made me throw up. And he said, you know. It's been a long time since my wife and I have been alone together and we're just learning to love each other again. Oh, drop a flex bomb for that. Yo, when he when I read that, it literally took the breath out of my lungs, because can you imagine having to learn to love your wife or husband again? Those were his words. Yeah, we're just trying to learn to love each other again. What? Look, that made me sick because his kids are out in the world not giving a F about his parents' relationship. They don't care. You know what I'm saying? If they get a divorce, they'll be the first ones crying in the courtroom. But at that moment in time, at all those moments in time when they were in the house tearing stuff up, they didn't care because they're selfish. They're kids. You know what I'm saying? Just trying to learn to love each other again. Are you crazy? At that moment in time, I pledged on my life that I will not have my wife and I's relationship in a situation where we have to learn to love each other again. So we're going to stay loved up all throughout this hair situation, this hair video game, this hair battle, because if it's us, Against the kids, we're going to win because we're bigger, we're stronger together. Us two adults versus the two kids, we got it. But if it's me against the two kids, they're going to take me out. If it's my wife against the two kids, they're going to take her out. So that's why I say, man, F these kids. They are designed to kill you. They are designed to make you fail at life. They are designed to take all your life force away from you, to take away your creativity, to take away your coolness, to take away your savviness, to take away your your, your hip-hop knowledge, to take away your pop culture knowledge. You might not know anything about what's going on in hip-hop, but I bet you know every single word to Dora's theme song. Dora. Dora, 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 the Explorer. You know all that. You know every single word to Caillou. You know every single word to um to, to the Backyardigans. They don't even show them anymore. The Backyardigans couldn't even withstand the children's pressure. They folded. You know what I'm saying? The Backyardigans couldn't make it. So why do you think that you can make it by yourself? F these kids. They will be okay. Okay? They will be just fine. Um, focus your attention on your relationship, make it work, thrive and grow together. Look at the kids every now and again, put them in a corner, throw some, you know, macaroni at them. They'll be okay. They're going to make it. They'll be 18. And because your relationship is so strong and you've shown them what a good couple looks like, what teamwork looks like, what, you know, us against you looks like, they're going to go out there and fight and fend for themselves and they'll be fine. They won't be thinking about you after they leave. And then you, after they leave, go on your vacation and not think about them. And then when they come back to the house, the door is going to be locked because we're chilling right now (laughs) but yo thank you so much for listening 
Uh, there will be more of these. Uh, man, F these kids part two, three, and four as things continue to happen. Thank you for listening. The Idea of Manhood, episode 23, The Michael Jordan. Keep tuning in. Make sure to review this episode. I appreciate it. Love y'all. Peace.